How do we let our clients have their power without sacrificing our own? Hi, welcome to Business Mindset Mastery. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm your host, Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and leadership expert. You can always learn more about me over at heathergrayconsulting.com. And today I'm diving into a conversation that is basically the summation of my current inbox. I did a podcast episode for all of you a couple of weeks ago where I said, you can say hard things. And I gave examples of hard conversations I was having with various service providers who were helping me with my home's remodel and rebuild. One of the things that came back in a flurry of emails in my inbox was responses from listeners who said, but this situation's different because in this situation that you're talking about, you are the client. You get to have these expectations. You get to have demands. You are on the side of the client always being right. But my situation and where I'm struggling to say hard things is to the client, to the person who is responsible for paying me. Because what happens if I piss them off and then they decide not to pay me? What happens if I say something they don't want to hear so they blast me on social media? What happens if? What happens when? And I got this series of questions from people basically who were overworking themselves and overmanaging in order to avoid conflict or hard conversations with their clients. And I could go through these emails one by one and give each person the script that they need to say to their specific client. But at the end of the day, as business owners, we are responsible for the client interactions we have, and we get to set our own boundaries, and we get to decide what line we are on and where that line gets crossed. And a lot of times I think people decide that for themselves by putting up with whatever they need to put up with in order to get paid, in order to get the job done. But so much of that is that famine mindset. If I disrupt things with this client, it's going to mean awful things going forward. If I you know, upset this one client or piss this one client off, who knows if I'm going to get another client. And we go into this scarcity mentality. And by doing that, we're absolving ourselves of our own power and we are giving our clients way too much of it. That's why you find yourself overworking and being more available of saying to people, you only work business hours Monday through Friday, but finding yourself answering emails to them on a Saturday. That's why when you say you're available for light support, you find yourself in these extensive long run conversations because you're really afraid to tell the client no, to put a limit on your time, to put a limit on your like financial worth of what you're not willing to accept and what you're not willing to do for what you're being paid for, and to put a limit on the way you expect to be treated as a business owner. I think a lot of business owners forget that they get to set the boundary. You know, every time we go into restaurants, we see signs that say, you know, no shoes, no service. Or um, here in California, there's signs everywhere that says we grant the right to refuse service to anybody. And brick and mortars have no problem setting the rules on this to say, like, if you're not dressed appropriately for our um, business, you are not welcome here. You need a jacket. You need this. You need that. And as business owners, when we're offering services, when our walls aren't easily visible and people aren't coming into our stores per se, 
It can feel really hard to to kind of know what the boundary should be or to feel like we get to set a boundary. I think for a lot of these businesses that post these signs, there's some security and stability offered in the fact that they're actually offering a building in a space. It's so much easier to say, this building, this space, it's mine, and you have to respect it. And if you can't respect it, you need to see yourself to the door than it is to say, hey, me, you need to respect me. And if you can't do that, you need to see yourself out. But that's what all of these emails and all of these conversations with clients need to happen. And to say like, listen, there is a person on the other side of this interaction. And yes, you have made an investment in me. And yes, you have made an investment in my services and my expertise. But at the end of the day, you and I are in a working relationship and I need you to follow basic relationship skills. That means recognizing that I am not available to 24-7 because I'm not a convenience store. Um, this means to know that like I expect to be paid and when I expect to be paid and what I expect the system to be if you're unable to pay on time or to be able to give difficult feedback to a client without worrying about getting blasted on social media, to be able to direct somebody through uncomfortable, inconvenient truths because they need to hear it without being worried about the backlash and what's going to happen and what you're going to have to manage in response to really recognize that you have to hold the power in your own business and you have to harness the power of your expertise and be willing to lose clients for it. Because as long as you accept disrespect, as long as you censor yourself and you don't say what you mean and mean what you say, you are setting up the client to A, fail because they don't have your expertise. That's what they've hired you for. But you're setting up the client and the interaction to have all of the power while you give yourself away. And that's what leads to burnout. And that's what leads to misery, feeling like you don't have a say, that you're working for the man again, that, you know, you might not have a boss, but now it feels like your clients are bosses. But the other thing to this, when I really think about the issues that I see in business, I know that my inbox right now is filled with what about this client and what about that client? So often, I think business owners forget the prevent defense, that we find ourselves in this reactive position because we haven't set clients up for success and knowing what our limits and boundaries are ahead of time. So, so much of the hard conversations that you have to have with clients could be eliminated if you give them the information they need to be successful clients. And that's something that I do in my interactions with people all the time. I'll say a really successful client is somebody who works well with me does. And to let them know what it would mean and what it would look like for them to be a good client. Now, the other thing that happens has nothing to do with the client and has everything to do with some business owners who give their power away right out of the gate. They can't believe that someone's actually paying them. They can't believe they got this business or they're so desperate for this business or they're trying so hard still to prove themselves either to themselves or to other people that they work on over delivering and they make themselves so 
super available and they try to knock the socks off with every single interaction and every single product delivery or service implementation. And we assume responsibilities upon ourselves that our clients aren't even asking us for or even expecting us to do. But we're so afraid of what happens if they call us out on something, if they voice disappointment, that we're doing this crazy over-management dance of like, oh, I don't want them to say this. I don't want them to think this. I don't want them to respond to this. So then suddenly you find yourself like over-managing a situation when in reality, all you have to do is make sure you are doing the job you assigned yourself to. What did they buy from you? What did they invest in you? What level of your time and your expertise did they hire you for? And make sure you are delivering that without trying to add all the bells and whistles and overwhelm them with service. Because here's the thing, the people who are going to pipe up and speak out and be unhappy or create an uncomfortable situation, they are going to do that regardless of how much you overmanage, how much you try to prevent a hard conversation. So what's really important for you is that you start setting boundaries that set you up for success in the long game so that you are creating a suite of services and products that you can deliver with more people and two more people that if you keep individualizing things and going above and beyond, you are not going to be able to help everybody you want to help, which is going to limit your income and your bottom line. So it's so important to assure yourselves that you're not assuming more responsibility than you've promised in your sales process. And you're not over delivering with the assumption that that's what your client expects. But instead, you're going to work on stellar customer service with Within the walls and boundaries of your business that allow you to deliver at a high level, but also respect yourself. So often the conversation you don't want to have is that this client has become used to hearing something from you or by you or from you. And because you've always done it, you don't want to keep doing it, but now they've come to rely on it. So you don't want to take it back. And now you're in this hard conversation. A good way to avoid that whole unpleasant conversation is to not get yourself in the habit of over delivering. But then at the end of the day, if you have, just tell the client to say, hey, I got super excited about your project and I dug right in. And before I knew it, it was 11 o'clock at night. I just need to reassure you that I don't make this a regular practice. I know it's tempting to be able to reach out to me at all hours, but in order to be able to avoid burnout and keep myself in for the long game, you're not going to be able to hear me, you know, hear from me outside of regular business hours. I'm going to do a better job of regulating myself and regulating my energy. So we're setting these conversations up for success by telling our clients what we need them to hear and what we expect them to take away from the conversation versus doing all of these things with this hope, prayer, and wish that we're avoiding a hard conversation or we're avoiding something that's awkward and uncomfortable. You want to do exactly as I said a couple of weeks ago. Tell your clients what you want them to think. Tell them what they need to know to set them up for success and let them know your line where they end and you begin and be unapologetic about it and stating that because you want to ensure yourself 
and your ability to deliver products and services for the long game. And if you treat each individual client like a full-time job or even a part-time job, you're never going to get where you want to go. So I hope that this helps, even though I didn't pull out each individual letter in each individual scenario. I just found myself in this place where I thought I'd be repeating myself. So I hope this helps frame the conversation, how to have hard conversations with your clients without giving up your own power. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you have a question for me that you'd like to address on the show, you can always find me at heather at heathergrayconsulting.com. Thank you so much for today. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.